0: Welcome to another edition of Vikings Audible presented by Verizon. My name is Gabe Henderson, joined by Ben Lieber. And Ben, as we always start the show with Verizon 5G, Minnesota can scream, stream, and share every play in Verizon 5G quality. And this is episode number 10, week number 10 for the Minnesota Vikings, three and five, coming off of another heartbreaking loss. I feel like I've said another four times already. (laughs) I know, I know. Um, Because we have lost five games and four of those losses have been by heartbreaking fashion. And um, at this point, losing 34 to 31 to the Baltimore Ravens in the game that we were up 14 in the second half. I know. I don't know what else to say. I mean, the the talent is there. The opportunities are there. We knew Lamar Jackson would be good uh, over 100 rushing yards. Um, He still threw two interceptions, though, and the defense held this Baltimore Ravens team to 5.6 yards per play after being on the field 89 plays. Your thoughts? It's such an enigma,
1: like the way these games are are developing and and at the end of the game, and you try to look back at it and you're like, well, defensively, you could say that this team, we played well enough to win. You know, you got some takeaways that you always strive for. That's always on the goal sheet. Um, You did a good job minimizing their passing game. Yes, at the end of the game, I think that our defense and our defensive line got worn down. You know, they – we did a great job with all their conventional runs during the game. Mm-hmm. It's just Lamar just kept getting, you know, getting loose and sneaking out and, you know, quarterback draws and scrambles and all that stuff. But everybody knew that, that was going to be that was going to take place. That's his MO. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought for the most part, defense played well. Yeah. <laughs> and then <laughs> and then, you know, for most of the the first half, and then obviously special teams with the kickoff return by by mm-hmm. Kene to start off the second half, it's like we got this game in the bag, and then it's like little bit by little bit they come back, and then overtime, and we lose the game. And you are kind of like, how does that happen again? You yeah. know, so it's hard to explain, and I think that's that's the frustrating part. It's it's not just oh well the offense fell apart. You know, we have we had other issues like you know with our defense getting worn down and not getting off the field and and allowing too many too many chain moving plays. It's like that's frustrating too, and. You know, again, even in the in the first half, you know, not capitalizing off of the interception from Cam Bynum, like you got, you have to start making or getting those those situations turned into touchdowns and not just field goals.
0: Yeah, that I, I think you hit it right on the head. Uh, sudden change moments, not executing in those moments or making the most of those opportunities when you have the momentum. Um, those are those are drive killers, and the fact that we've had uh, twenty one drives in the past two games, and nine of those twenty one drives have ended in three and out. Um that, that says a lot about, you know, how much this defense has been on the field. Um, before we go any further, though, I posed this question to you before off camera, and I told you not to answer it. Yeah. So I'm going to have you answer it on camera. Um, if you had to explain who the 2021 Minnesota Vikings are to a stranger, how would you describe it?
1: I think it's been entertaining. Okay. Like if you said, what is it like to be a fan of the Minnesota Vikings and to tune in every Sunday? I'm like, well, you're going to be entertained. Yes. You you absolutely will be entertained. You're gonna be glued to the TV, you're gonna, you're gonna at times jump out of your chair and celebrate. And at other times you're gonna to wanna to punch yourself in the face. You know, so it's like you go through a whole range of emotions. And you know, at the end of the day, yes, you you want to walk away from the game with with the Vikings winning, but you're getting your entertainment value. That is very true. You know five walk-offs in eight games. Yeah. So if you if you're looking for the the football game as a as a as just another entertainment device mm-hmm. and another entertainment thing to distract you from your your world. <laughs> you know, you wanna just get away from whatever you're dealing with in your regular life and you just wanna like sit down on a Sunday and I'm gonna watch this Vikings game.
0: You're going to be entertained. Yeah, it's the eighth episode of season one right here. That we just finished <laughs> up on. <laughs> yeah, so far the show is pretty good. I know, I know. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, three and five though, like after all that entertaining, it's just like, man, we're so close. And you got to think with these veterans, they're going to figure it out. Winning is contagious. Losing is contagious, too. Yeah, yeah. But we got to figure out ways to be on the opposite side of the spectrum. I think if I had to minimize one stat to put a summary on this season thus far, just for the Minnesota Vikings offense, 21 touchdowns so far. Only three of those are rushing touchdowns. And mm-hmm. this is a team that likes to run the ball. Mm-hmm. And those three rushing touchdowns are the least amount in the first eight games in franchise history. Hmm. On top of that, though, we're still averaging 124 rushing yards per game, which, which is 10th most in franchise history. <laughs> so it's like... <laughs> well, I know that's the thing. Like That's why, you know, maybe enigma
1: was maybe a, a, a better word to describe the season. You know, you know Mike Zimmer came out last week before the Ravens game, and he was, you know, he was armed and ready to go. Mm-hmm. He knew he was gonna get some tough questions about his defense. And he comes out and starts railing off all these stats and rankings mm-hmm. as far as like, well, this is where we are in top 10, we're top five in this, we're you know, we're number two in this. You look at the numbers and you're like, well, then that be that should correlate into a better record. Mm-hmm. But like for the one negative stat that you had about the three rushing touchdowns, yeah. but then you can flip that around and say, well, look how productive we are rushing the football right. still. I mean, and you look at the way Kirk is playing and there's a time where he was playing at kind of MVP level, mm-hmm. you know, only two interceptions all season long. And you're it's like, crazy. well, that's got to equate to more wins, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> and lately our offensive line has been playing pretty well, protecting him pretty well. That's got to equate to more wins. So you're just mm-hmm. like, oh, by the way, special teams, we get, we get yeah. a, a kickoff return for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. And then we have a, a fake punt that goes for a first down. How are we still losing?
0: Penalties. Early on, it was penalties. We had 106 yards of penalties last week, and I don't want this to be like a dapper downer uh, type of episode. But like now that we're like halfway through the season, I think I feel like this is a a perfect time to address where we are halfway. And you know, you look at the yards, and it's like okay, like we're we're actually gaining yards, but we still are the seventh most penalized team in yeah. the NFL yeah. according yeah, still, to yards. Still
1: killing ourselves.
0: So it's like you know, we can gain the yards, but a lot of those yards, we're, we're, we're working instead of a 70-yard drive, it's now a 90-yard drive to score. And I feel like that's been like our Achilles heel. And in order for us to start winning some of these games on the second half of the season, these last nine games, you have to eliminate some of those penalties. That The players are there. The talent is there. The coaches are there. Now it's just executing mm. and limiting the mental errors. And I, I think that is the most frustrating part because we know we have weapons on both sides of the ball. Like when JJ gets the ball, you know there's a chance this might be a touchdown. When Dalvin mm. gets the ball in his hands, it literally can turn into a 66-yard scamper like it did last week. So now it's just eliminating some of those mistakes. I mean, you know, you've played into the second quarter, two-minute drill, and it's third down, and then you get a, a passing interference on the three-yard line. Like yeah. it's like man, like. These are, we're giving up free yards here. Like we've played perfect defense, but these free yards here, are, man, like that—that's what's killing us right now.
1: Yeah, or you know, or late in the game, you know, the third and fifteen, they just—they're—they're they're just trying to throw the ball out to see if Hollywood Brown can do something, and mm-hmm. he runs for eighteen yards because we—we we don't vice it very well. We play poor technique in tackling in open field, and he and he picks up a first down. And like that—that—that that, that yeah. can't happen, you know. So mm-hmm. it is—it is, it is critical moments where we're just not rising up, or we shoot ourselves in the foot. Um, But then, you know, you flip that around. And and again, to make it even more confusing, you mentioned JJ. And obviously, we have Dalvin and Thielen. But there are situations where it's Third and short, and we throw a fade route to C.J. Ham, yeah. and he mosses the dude and comes down with it. You know, so it's yeah. like we have, we even have, you know, I think a, a Pro Bowl fullback, mm-hmm. and you can use him as not just a blocker, but as actually in the passing game yeah. as well. You've got Tyler Conklin who's stepping up as well. Yeah. We've talked about K.J. Osborne many times. I mean, he's this Mr. Clutch when we need him to be Clutch. So it's like, hello. We yeah. got we got all these guys. <laughs> like, why can't we put this thing together?
0: I mean, to your point of the C.J. Ham twenty-seven yard acrobatic catch, right when they broke the huddle and I saw C.J. Ham out there on third and four, lined up on the outside. I'm like, why is he? Why is he out there on third and four? And then he makes that catch, and I'm like, I see why I don't I don't coach. Like, this is this is the reason why I don't coach because yeah. these guys know a lot more than I do, and they're putting these guys in situations to go out there and execute and make a play, and he did. But the fact that, like, you know. We can't finish some of those drives it's just like all right we got to start executing in the red zone moving forward um offense like i said the penalties defense what stands out to you because they've been playing better as of late i still think that we're number two in the league when it comes to sacks Mm
1: -hmm. and you know up there in the league when it comes to pressure rate just getting on the quarterback and making the quarterback uncomfortable so all of those metrics should mean that like you're playing winning football and defense I think our run defense is getting better. Mm -hmm. But I think early on in the year it wasn't very good. Mm -hmm. And that's and and you know, I think I think some of our our biggest plays are because of missed tackles. Mm -hmm. You know, we're getting guys in the right spot, but they're not using the technique and not trusting themselves to make clean tackles. And so I, I would say going forward, you know, not just for this Chargers game, but for the rest of the season. I'd like to see this defense, obviously, continue to do what they're doing when it comes to takeaways and pressure the quarterback, but we have to continue to stop the run and guys tackle in in the open field. Just like I referenced, third and 15, they're just just throwing the ball out there just to see if they can pick up some cheap yardage. And we gave up 18 yards because of poor tackling. And then we had another poor tackle situation up against the sideline as as well after that play. And it's
0: like, come on, you guys. Like, the, the coach can't put you in a better spot. You just put us in a great spot because we're talking to the guy from Southern California, Eric Kendricks, coming
1: right up. Stay tuned for our guest of the week, Eric Kendricks, on The Audible, presented by
0: Verizon. All right, welcome back to The Audible, presented by Verizon. My name is Gabe Henderson, alongside Ben Lieber. Special guest of the night, my man, Eric Kendricks, EK54, man. Glad to have you back on the show. How are you holding up? I'm holding up. (laughs) Coming off a week 17 tackles, um, career high. I'm sure the body is feeling amazing right now.
2: Yeah, I mean, pretty sore, but uh, (laughs) shoot, yeah.
0: That's part of the job description. Part of the job description and a part of the trivia question this week is something that uh, I I think we'll get them on this week, Lieber.
1: Yeah, Um, we'll see. I don't know, you're a pretty smart guy, and this obviously involves involves your buddy, uh, Anthony Barr, and I think everybody that's listening and, and watching knows that Anthony was a running back in college for a mm-hmm. little bit, right? Um, so how many touchdowns did he have in college?
2: Uh, touchdowns? Mm-hmm. One. Is that your mm-hmm. final answer? That's
1: my final answer. Based based off of our responses. Oh, wait, wait, based wait, wait, off wait, our wait. responses.
2: <laughs> I'm trying to think. Um, touchdowns on offense or touchdowns in general? Well, in it, it just says touchdowns. Let's just go offense. Okay. I, offense. I, I actually think that... He had one touchdown like running the ball as a running back, but we also had this package in with Miles Jack and like, Cashin Morris and stuff like that. And I don't know if he scored on that one, but like mm. everybody was scoring on that one. <laughs> um, so I'll say one.
0: Okay. He actually had two. Two. He had one receiving touchdown against Houston in 2011. Both of them came in 2011 okay, and so had a rushing touchdown.
2: I, I, only, I only remember the rushing one, so I didn't remember the receiving one at all.
0: You had a rushing attempt in college. I did. Yeah, um, it was 2012, I believe, against I can't think of the team, but it was one rushing attempt. Do you know how many yards you had? On I didn't it? have a rushing attempt. No, we had
2: another guy named Jordan James, who was number six, who was the no. running back. No,
0: on on the ESPN stat sheet it says Eric Kendricks one <laughs> rushing attempt. I'll pr- lie to you, not.
2: I have never, I never got a rushing attempt in college. Really? I, I know that because, um, like I said, we had a we had a package. We had like. A, a period of time where we were just throwing guys in from defense, like Miles Jack. I don't know, yeah. if he, yeah. he played oh, both yeah. ways. So we started like making these packages. And I remember they put me in one time on pre- in practice uh-huh. and my head coach came out of like nowhere and was <laughs> like, nah, he's not <laughs> playing this. He's like, get him wow, out of they're, there. they're dogging your athleticism. They, they, they yeah. put everybody else in. And yeah, they, everybody all, else can run me, the ball. like, nah, he's not going so in. So
0: Miles Jack, A.B., two linebackers. Marsh.
2: In. I think uh, Kenny Clark uh, from Green Bay, I think he was in on it. Um, <laughs> It was it was it was pretty beasty. It was pretty beastie. Well, they're handing
1: out they're handing out rushing <laughs> attempts like Oprah does yeah. cars and you, and <laughs> you can you can't well, you, and you it was can't just, get one, yeah, what's the deal?
2: Mainly it was like to just get guys in there to like kinda confuse them, but also just to block for miles. But yeah. uh it ended up being like really successful. Jordan Zelmalt was in it. Like he had, a bunch of, he had a bunch of defense guys in it.
0: Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna send a letter personally to ESPN because it said it had you had one rush attempt for negative one yards. That's incorrect. See, I wouldn't first of all that's Yeah, first of all, he wouldn't he would pick I, up positive yeah, yards. Yeah, that's, exactly. Yeah, they must have thought you were on defense, <laughs> one tackle for loss that game. Yeah. I think that's what it I was. I would have had
2: I would have had at least one one rush attempt, at least maybe probably average thirty yards carry. Okay, at so least. if you at least. thirty yards <laughs> to carry. Yeah. So one rushing attempt yeah, if it was 30 yeah. yards, those thirty yards I would have. Those numbers make sense it. to me. Yeah. yeah.
0: You get walked down or no? <laughs> I don't know. It's 30 yards. Maybe in college. 30 yards is 30 yards. Okay. So, all right. If you could play any position on offense in the NFL, what position would that be? It would be running back. Okay.
2: I mean, I wouldn't want to take that amount of beating, but um, just like based on the skill set that I currently have, it would probably be running back.
0: It's crazy because running backs are such a position that every team needs one to be successful, but the older you get, the less value it is. Because you just look at guys like Frank Gore that's been doing it for such a long time. And, well, that did it for a long time at a high level. Um, like, we got to respect those guys that take all that punishment and still are able to get up and still have the yards and the scores and the touchdowns and still bring butts to the seats. Linebacker, obviously, is a physical position you know, on the football field. Like, I'm going to be involved in a lot of hits and a lot of,
2: you know, running around, tackling. And uh, But, you know, there could be a pass play, you know, where I don't touch anybody. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, you know, Running back is a similar position, but there's like, on the, on the opposite end of spectrum, it's like, there's plays where all 11 guys know that the running back is getting the ball. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's kind of like, it's kind of weird.
1: So you were saying just a second ago that you're, you know, after 17 tackles, you're sore, right? What part of you is the most sore? Like your neck, shoulders?
2: Um, legs. yeah, you know, it's a little bit of everything. It's a little bit of, I feel like shoulders, neck, um, your cage. Like yeah like my cage, like my chest, my ribs, everything's kind of bruised. It could be just like one-off bruises, legs, you know, get leg whipped,
0: something like that. They say it's like, and it's not a, it's not a joke, but they say it's like being in a car accident. I mean, we've we've all played football here, and you know what it feels like. Like I've been in a couple of car accidents, like had whiplash, like really serious injuries. A bad and, driver, um, man. Yeah, I'm I'm a terrible driver. <laughs> you should see me driving on a I-94 right here. I'm like, <laughs> what's the speed limit? 50? I'm going 48, and I'm in I'm in the middle oh, lane. I got I got to see the, the scenery.
2: <laughs> I got <laughs> to
0: see the scenery because I play quarterback too. So like I like to see everything that's going oh, yeah, on. So like all I play I play football the way I drive. Um, but to the point of like wearing and tear in your body, I'm sure recovery is big. Like, are you, has anything changed for you as far as recovery from year one until now?
2: Oh, so much has changed. Um, year one, I was getting two massages a week. Um, you know, uh, acupuncture probably once a week. Um, you know, I was taking care of my body, you know, hydrating, things like that. But now it's like, you know, from what I eat to, you know, I gave us, you know, I get two massages a week, see the, see chiropractor once a week, acupuncture twice a week, um, you know, I see Dr. John. You know, every week. Um, shoot, I mean, we do recovery here. Mm. Norma Tech boots. Um, shoot, <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's just a lot. Like, you know, like you're really like your whole, your whole. When you're not on the field, when you're not playing, you know, when you're not, you know, it's kind of like gotta, you gotta recover. You yeah. gotta do the things to gonna get your body right for the next week. I think when I get like when I get massages, when I tell some people like, oh, I have a massage coming up like uh they're like oh that's that's nice yeah it must you know be that's nice that's gonna be relaxing like like these aren't those kind of massages <laughs> like you know you're getting an elbow in your back and like you know you're working really you're you're working some problems out for real and mm-hmm. you know when you spend four four hours you know five hours, six hours on a treatment table per week, you know seven hours. It can, go, it can go on and on, like depending on how injured you are or hurt you are. When you spend that much time on a treatment table, it doesn't become like relaxing. It's mm-hmm. kind of like, you're kind of like... It's work. It's work. You know what I mean? So it's it's a wild concept, but, you know, um, I got a great team of people. You know, shout out to if you work on my body, you know, shout out to you guys. <laughs> um, you know, I'm very appreciative of them. And, that, and it's like, it's pretty crazy because they're a big part of this team, you know, without being a part of this team. So shout out to you guys.
1: Dude, I... More power to you because I hated massages. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it, because I hated that part of it. Mm-hmm. You know, I hate, I want a massage to be nice. Yeah. You know, the Swedish massage where it's just kind of like, I'm just going to flow with it. Yeah. I, I want to fall asleep to my <laughs> massage. Like I don't want to walk in after a, on a, on a Monday where I'm already sore and I get an elbow in the back of my calf. Like that, mm-hmm. that's going to send me through the roof. Mm-hmm. You know, like I don't <laughs> want, I don't want that. So I'm, Props to you, man, because I think sometimes those massages are more painful than the actual game.
0: I mean, I know Anthony Barr, same thing. He's on the massage table uh, getting treatment every every single game. And I know you guys play play with each other for 10 years. Um, There's an Anthony Barr effect on this team. Uh, This past game, zero tackles, interception, uh, pass deflection involved in so many different plays that go unnoticed. Um, But this team has 10 turnovers when he's playing. When he's not playing, this team has only got two turnovers. What does he what has he done this year opposed to different other years that's starting to show in the stat sheet? I don't know. If he's,
2: he's, he's a pretty consistent guy, you okay. know, um, obviously his communication and like, you know, whether the, like the, how their, their looks may change based on if he's in the game or not. You know, sometimes they may try to, you know, take care of him if they think he's a threat or something like that. So it may change things around for other people as well. But, um, you know, just doing your job and like last game, like, you know, um, making that play at that time was crucial. So, yeah. you know, it's, he's he's good for that, too.
1: I think it was towards the end of the game, he had a blitz on the running back where he dude, he picked him up and mm-hmm. almost threw him into the quarterback. And I'm like, that's not going on the stat sheet. <laughs> but that, that's sending a message, dude. Like, he beasted him. Yeah,
2: taking on two blockers. You know, they had an extra man last week. So, you know, we were in the trenches all day. Um, but, you know, on to the next.
1: And what, and what was that like? I mean – I watched it from the sideline. You know, you don't have to, you know, go with this opinion, but I, I couldn't stand watching their offense. Um, that's just me personally. I, it's such a high school offense. It drives me crazy because they just have one guy that can kind of run around and create plays, and I get that they're successful. But what is it like to be out there going through all your calls, going through all your checks, making these drops and all this stuff, and then all of a sudden, like, he's just going to tuck it and run. Mm-hmm. You, you know, make
2: a play, you yeah. know. It's like he, he's good too, you know, so it's <laughs> like, you know. There's times you got to take a chance, you know. Sometimes you got to um, choose which you're, you're going to go on a block because there's, you know, they have an extra guy, and um, that's part of the game, though. You know, that's part of the sport we play.
0: How much does does the game plan change when playing a dynamic runner, and then playing this upcoming Sunday against a against a guy that can make every throw on the on the playbook? I feel
2: like it always changes. You know, so the game plan is always going to change. Like, um, it's never going to be like the same clean cut game plan all the way through the game. And those adjustments could be the difference. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Last week he was running it as a running back essentially, and this week you know he has the ability to run and scramble, but um, he's more as a, looking to pass the ball for sure when he's in those situations.
1: You know the one thing I was going to mention from last week's game still is like, you guys have had a bunch of starters go out, but there was a point in time in the in the, in the game where you know it's it's Watts, um, it's Willikus, it's Blake Lynch up up front, and then Cam Bynum in the back end. And it's like, man, they're, they're all of a sudden within a couple series of one game, you're like, we've got some depth. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that was a little bit of a question mark coming in the season. Like, okay, we know that we've got some high end starters, but who are some of these guys, these depth guys, especially young guys? And all of a sudden now they've just kind of blossomed right in front of our eyes. Like, what, how have you seen their development? Like, not you know maybe not collectively all of them, but any any particular guy that's like really stood out.
2: A lot of them for the most part, you know, it's it's crucial to have that, you know. I mean, obviously you have your guys that you know and you kinda hear on a on a on a day to day basis and you know those guys are out there making plays for you maybe maybe years at a time, you know, um so you get used to that name. But um these other guys are in the NFL too. And they gotta and I think that they're starting to realize that, hey, you know, I can do this too, and I'm I'm a guy as well. And um, you know, things happen throughout the course of the season. And when you get that opportunity, especially in the NFL, you gotta take advantage of it. You know, you don't have time to be saying I'm young or I've never had this experience. Um, you got to take it by the horns and say, you know, I belong here, I, this, is, this is my time to, to get it and
0: you got to go get it. Well, what I'm thinking about right now is going to break because we got to pay some bills. So we'll be right back with more from Eric Kendricks right here on the Audible presented by Verizon. All right, welcome back to The Audible, presented by Verizon. Gabe Henderson here alongside Ben Lieber, our guy Eric Henderson. Eric, we're going, going, back, back to Cali. 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 Second time in three years. How you holding up, man? I'm holding up good. You got your family, I'm sure. Yeah, I got some family on the way. Okay.
2: Um, shoot. Going back to Cali, like, for, one, for one thing.
0: To get a win. Straight up. What stands out to you about this team? Because they're completely different from two years ago when we played them.
2: Completely different. I mean. They do a little bit of everything you know they, they run the ball really well um, obviously they have a quarterback who could sling it um, but uh, you know you can't sleep on that run game that play action game, especially you know uh, they definitely want to do that to keep everything open mm-hmm. so you got to be, be sharp since every other week
1: yeah <laughs> well I, I know that every team has a running back but what's your what's your impressions of, of Eckler I know this is not the first time you've seen him but
2: he hits it you know what I mean uh, he makes his decisions um, makes good decisions uh, um, stout you know, makes makes yards after contact. Um, he'll get skinny. If, if, if he needs to get those dirty one or two yards, he'll get skinny. I've seen him just jump through the line like when, he, you know, you didn't think anything was there. He kind of jumped through, just like gave his body up, got destroyed, but, you know, got the first down. Um, so, you know, I would like that little get, little bit of gusto in him. So, um, yeah, it should be fun.
0: And the thing is about him, they'll, they'll line him up at receiver also. Oh, Yeah. I mean. Some, I mean, some teams, even like us, we like to run man-to-man. So, I mean, that's like, you know, one-on-ones in practice every day. Um, do you do you live for, for moments like that when you're just like one-on-one in, in space with a running <laughs> Do down? I
2: live for moments? No, I mean, I live for the whole
0: moment in itself. Yeah. <laughs> Am I going to be scared of it? No. Nah. Am I going to be ready for it? Yeah. But like... But you... So I'm asking that because like as a receiver, you're just like, oh, they, they go on one-on-one. Right? every day, yeah. every time. <laughs> right. You know, like corners I'm, I'm and receivers.
2: By yeah. yeah. I mean,
0: it's the hardest thing in the football, you know,
2: you, you're guarding someone one-on-one, um, they know what they're doing you don't know what they're doing right you're running backwards they're running forward i mean just <laughs> just picture it it's kind of wild but would you rather guard a tight end or a running back uh, it just depends i mean one-on-one yeah.
1: match just like one-on-one just you go you and that guy like i
2: mean oftentimes uh running backs have less experience running routes than tight ends so you may get a better route from a tight end mm-hmm. um but you know there's some running backs who are like receivers so you may yeah. get a receiver route <laughs> yeah, from a running back. Yeah. So it's really just a pick your poison type of matchup. Depends just, on what's what part of the field you're in, yeah. you know, what coverage you're in, what kind of help you have.
0: Yeah, that's that's interesting. I'm just thinking of like uh Alvin Kamar or CJ Ham this past mm-hmm. Sunday, 27 yard <laughs> acrobatic catch, wow. which is crazy because like some linebackers you see a fullback out there and it's Fleet. just like oh, mm-hmm. he's oh, not yeah. throwing it down. Oh, yeah. But so I mean, like Austin Eckler, you gotta keep your eye on him. But uh, what you guys, I mean, what we've seen on film, at least since Bar has been back, is like a lot of A gap mugs. So, like, you know, just acting like you're going to blitz. On this sheet right here, um, it's asked Do you have any funny or cool stories for when both you guys were mugging the A gap? Or like you're like showing have, blitz? We have,
2: we, have a funny, we have a funny story. We, had a, we used to have a guy named Jake Ganis, and uh, um, shout out to Jake, where, you know, you see this. Um, we had this blitz, and it was like um, he was supposed to fake blitz. And I think it was in the preseason, and which was a fake blitz, and you know, or you supposed to fake like you're dropping out, and then blitz, or it was one or the other. And when he went to fake, he just completely like turned his back, like <laughs> the opposite way, like I'm not coming. And then he just came. <laughs> so we, you know, we always, we still, we still talk about that to this day because it was, um, you know, he d- he was doing exactly what they told him to yeah. do, you know, but uh, somehow he's doing it wrong. He took it too literal. I mean, yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. It, was, it, was, it was hilarious i mean so
1: real quick i'll I'll share a quick story so like when chad greenway were we playing together we you know everybody kind of does the double a gap mug blitz it's not it's not like it's not th- new yeah it's not new new so even before mike zimmer you know i'm sure we stole it from mike zimmer but we were up in the in the a gaps and we're you know we're we're trying to bluff you know just fit, hey guys figure out which one <laughs> of us is blitzing or maybe not neither of us whatever and Don McMahon, donovan McNabb looks at us he's like he shakes his head at the line of the screen. He's like, Man, you guys aren't blitzing. And he was right. <laughs> like, he, was like, he knew he knew right away that we weren't blitzing. We were just mugging. And <laughs> I'm like, son of a like what? How did he know? But it made me think I'm like, what what did we give away? Hmm. You know, what did we do wrong? Or maybe he saw the safety or something. I don't I didn't really get an answer, but like that that sort of same situation you asked him stands out to me because it's not like what we said to each other. It's like he called us out,
0: and we're like, "All right, we're terrible actors."
2: Yeah, you know, there's like <laughs> so many interactions you have while you're in there. I mean, yeah. like, I can't even think of any right now. But like, I know that there's been like. Some-
0: <laughs> but I'm sure, like, the same way Donovan McNabb picked up on you, like, you can probably pick up on like a running back if he's about to run left or run right, right? Like, there's certain things yeah, yeah. that you can pick up no on. No doubt,
2: and you know, we've had we've had. um people come up to us afterwards and been like, man, how, like, how'd you guys know? Or like, what'd yeah. you guys do? What are you guys doing to, like, what are we giving away? We're just like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> hey, <so>? yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, trade secrets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. it's a chess game, really.
0: That's all it is, checkmate. And I mean, just speaking of chess, this is a team that, you know, they want to play chess with you guys. You know, a couple of underneath routes, like every, like everybody, right? Play action pass. Whenever you, you, they think you're blitzed and they're going to try to, you know, shoot it over the top. But the, the, speaking of the game of chess against this team, how, how do you, like, what are some of their strengths that they'd like to do that stand out to you?
2: Obviously, they have really talented receivers and a quarterback who throws it downfield. So, you know, when they do run the ball well, when they are hitting their, you know, their little um, intermediate routes, you know, getting the ball ball moving, you know, they air it out. They'll air it out. and are not scared to do that. So um, definitely got to be smart on that
1: you know the one thing that uh, has stood out to me and maybe maybe it's staying out cuz i just didn't pay attention to it in the years past but like you along with the other linebackers and maybe you specifically especially with your one-handed interception the other week it it seems like there's an emphasis on you guys getting back in play action so much more i don't know if that's been a point of emphasis or you guys are just doing it and i'm noticing it more but you guys do a great job of like honoring the play action pass cuz you guys sometimes have to honor that and then Dude, you're getting back fast, and you're getting back at a great angle. I mean, that one-handed interception was mm-hmm. – that was exactly what you're supposed to do. You know, you stepped up, you realized what it was, and then, like, you didn't get 45 and horizontal to run past that. You know, you went straight back, and I saw Barr do it this last week. Like, you guys doing a great job with that.
2: Yeah, uh, linebackers, you know, um, obviously our job is to stop the run and make tackles, but uh, it's, the game has changed. You know, we gotta, we got to cover these receivers. You know, mm-hmm. routes are getting deeper. Um, I don't know about that. I mean, I said routes are getting deeper, <laughs> but probably been running deep routes for ages. But uh, I guess the interest, intricacies, intri- yeah, something intricate. like, yeah, that. Something something like, like that. that. Of the game are just evolving every day. So you know, um, it's, on the back, it's on the backers that give that help, and we need it.
0: Ben, you made a good point the other week. I um, did. Yeah, it's like the first yeah, time in yeah, like, I right, right, that. It's one like down. our tenth show, and you finally made a good point. But I, I never thought of it like this but the defense is always a half a step behind the offense. How simple that sounds. Of course you've never thought about that because you're an offensive guy. (laughs) But like, it it makes you respect linebackers that much more because to be able to sniff that out and be like, oh, shoot, like, I mean, it's more reactionary than anything, but I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, the linebacker position is reactionary, but you still have to be proactive in the the moment, right?
1: Yeah, and I think that, you know, we've talked, we talked about this the last time you were on, but like anything that you can do to break down their tendency and down and distance and formation and personnel to like narrow down that big playbook into like, well, probably only going to run three plays, mm-hmm. you know? And then now your brain, your brain is like, okay, I'm now I'm only kind of thinking about three plays versus like 20 or something mm-hmm. like
2: that. And then you take those three plays and then you take the first quarter or first half yeah and then you say, okay, how have they changed these three plays? Or maybe they scratched those three plays mm-hmm. and what are they doing now? So it's like, it could just completely change based on the game, or you know, if we if we're just stuffing them, or you know, stopping them, or you know, if they're having success, you know, they're gonna come back to it. Um, so it's always it's, it's evolving, you know.
1: I know that because he's a linebacker. Um, we're kind of like you're kind of phrasing that question, a linebacker. But think about defensive tackles. Mm-hmm. You know, why it's so hard for those guys when like when they when they get reached on a run block or something. You're like, come on, man! Like, how'd mm-hmm. you get reached? I'm like, those guys have a yard of separation. Right where it's react. they're yeah. reacting within a yard of another 300-pounder that knows exactly where mm-hmm. that guy wants Or two 300-pounders. Or two 300-pounders. Yeah. 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 They know where they <laughs> want to go, and now you have to react and stay stay t- true to your gap integrity. It's yeah. like, it's understandable why those guys kind of lose their gap integrity sometimes, because mm-hmm. that stuff is happening, like, so fast.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. Armand Watt said that earlier. We, we had him on MVP this week, and he basically said, playing the three technique is a lot harder than playing. I'm playing the shade is a lot harder than playing the three technique because the shade is the one that always gets doubled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he was like, he didn't come into this year. They moved him to three and then <laughs> yeah. Michael Pierce got hurt and they moved him to the shade. And he was like, I really had to learn how to use my hands. And it's like, I already was good at it, but like getting skinny between gaps and yeah. using my hands, yeah. like the the defense, man, I I mean, we, we, we talk ball every day, every week, but like I'm starting to gain much more of a respect for like Defensive guys, because god, it how took you, you this long it took me this long because, my yeah. god, because like you know, the first 15 plays of the game, like as scripted. an offense, they're all scripted. scripted. So, like, all right, you know, know
2: where you're gonna mo, you okay, we got to play over here, we got, we got, right. we got doubles, we're gonna motion someone to the left, yeah, yeah. Right. we're gonna run all go, <laughs> right. Our, our, our play could be like, okay, we're running a play when you guys are this, but as soon as you motion to three one, we're scratching that first play we had and we're running a totally different play now, right. Because we have to match up against this now.
0: And then as offense, she's like, okay, well, this is what they do when we, when we motion to three. So, like, the fact, like I said, that I, I've been thinking about that point for, like, the past week or two. I'm just like, man, like, the defense is always a half a step behind of That's everything. why the true
1: athletes are on defense. I don't I, think you knew that. The athletes game. that can't <laughs> catch.
0: The athletes that can't catch are on defense. That's
1: all right.
2: That's all right. We're, we're more cerebral. <laughs> we got more quick twitch than you guys. It's the ones that wanted the action are on defense.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. EK, right, right now, Week 10, going into another game of the season. Where, where are you right now mentally?
2: I'm good. You know, um, I mean, we've had some tough losses, man. Uh, we've been in some close games. But um, I'm, I'm, I truly believe I'm doing what I can to help this team win. And I'm going to continue to do that. And, um, you know, just talking with my team, having this practice today, you know, gathering up, grouping up, you know, um, try to get this win, man. Um, head, head, head to L.A. Mm-hmm. Going to see some family. Um, that's going to be nice. Um, but shoot, can't complain. You know, I'm just doing my thing.
0: <laughs> How, How is Cali <laughs> doing my thing? I,
1: I know that we. This is a, this has been a tough season, some tough losses and all that stuff. And I think obviously there's still a long road for the season.
2: But like, you guys still having fun? You got to man. You got it. it I mean, it hurts so bad after you lose those close ones. You know, um, you know the, the next couple hours. You know, the next couple. You know, the next day usually. You know, you're pretty upset. But when it, when you're out there, and when you're out there, when you're you're playing with the fellas, and you're and you're running around hitting, it's great, man. Um, I'm, I'm I'm I don't think I would be playing if I wasn't having fun. Yeah.
0: And that's the thing is like you know making the most of the moments because like these moments only last for so long. I mean, win, lose, or draw, you're still making a moment, making an experience with your brothers that uh, you'll you'll talk about for the rest of your lives. And understanding that. The importance of winning—I guess it increases, right? But the the fact that you get to go home and do it—not mm-hmm. many opportunities like this happen. So, like you said,
2: opportunity—you know—you have an opportunity when you step on the field. So, like you know, regardless of how things are going, I still have this opportunity at hand, and I'm gonna take advantage of it.
1: So, you—we've you, mentioned several times—you're going back home, um, you know, Southern Cal, UCLA. You're probably not gonna have a chance to go out. No. Right. So as you guys arrive on Saturday and you're going to get ready for the game, you're going to probably see some a little bit of family and all that stuff. But like, is there a place like a restaurant or something that you wish that you? Man, if I had one extra day,
2: if I oh yeah, I would if have, I had one oh extra yeah. day, I would hit sushi fumi. Sushi? What kind of
0: food is that? You sushi. said oh sushi food. Sushi, fumi. sushi fumi. Gotcha, gotcha. That was what I said, That's that was about mm-hmm. to say do hit out, but
2: it's it. too far. It's not. It's not going to happen. It's
0: not okay. No. It's not that close. And
2: it's like and you it's can't like, get an answer. hitter, you can't get a reservation there too. So like you might oh, show up and you may have to wait. A couple hours to eat. So,
1: what huh. is your what is your go to sushi? Even if you're eating sushi here in town, like what's your go to? Is it a roll? Is it a like just a simple Toro?
2: Really you know, sushi nigiri. Love mm-hmm.
0: it. All right, we'll get out of here with this because I got to end on a positive note. Um, LA Chargers, Minnesota Vikings, another another game. No matter how you look at it, whether we won or lost last week, it's a new week. This week, the Vikings will win if.
2: If we score more points than them,
0: <laughs> simple game. It's, it's a simple, simple game. game. Right? Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, I guess you can't score one point in, in football.
0: Can't. Yeah, you can score two. Yeah. But how do we do that, though? How do we score more points? Like, what is the.
2: You look at, check us out. You, <laughs> get you, you, you hold them to ha- having less points than
0: you, you get. Mm. You sound like Brian Robinson. Brian Robinson <laughs> B-Rod, B-Rod posted a picture. He was like, all right, I'm going to predict the game today. One team is going to score more One points team than the team. 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 Yeah. Yeah. It's a simple game, man. And then that person, that team is going to win and the other team is going to lose. But hopefully that winning team is the Minnesota Vikings on Sunday. Always a pleasure talking to you, man. Um, EK, best of luck going forward. I know we'll see you out there on Sunday with you, your family, and with a win, hopefully, on Sunday. For Ben Lieber, EK, my name is Gabe Henderson. This is the Audible presented by Verizon. Start a new tradition and support your community by volunteering and ringing
1: bells at a Salvation Army Kettle location near you. Register to ring at
0: SalvationArmyNorth.org. All right, welcome back to the Audible presented by Verizon. My name is Gabe Henderson alongside Ben Lieber. And Ben, um, always good to have Eric Kendricks on, but I got to ask you, as a former linebacker, when you hear... A guy like him talk. Does it give you any extra juice or added motivation to to get back out there and play again? No, <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: not at all. Those those days are long gone. But I do I do miss um, I do miss you know obviously just hanging out and the guys in the locker room. And I'm sure you miss that too from college. Like yeah. Football gives us all of us here in the building the ability to uh, to get to know other people from different places and stuff like that. And you know, I just don't think that I would have found the quality of friends um, in any in other business.
0: How excited are you to go out to SoFi Stadium? You played for the Chargers for a few years and now you get to see it uh, from another perspective.
1: I still hope they find a way to get back to San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> it's sad because Charger Park is I believe is still there, the practice facility mm-hmm. and the headquarters is still there although the the name the nameplate's all gone, but you know there's the shadows of the of the nameplate still there and the remnants of it so you can still kind of see it. You know, it does pain me to think that they're not in San Diego. I don't know. Somehow some way I think I think it's going to get done that they're going to they're going to end up back in San Diego. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe not in 5 years or 10 years, but maybe 15 20 years after this, really? this lease. I I have I've already heard rumors about stuff going down about getting the team back. Yeah. So so we'll see if that happens, but I'm excited, man. It's a, uh, I still have a lot of friends uh, that work in the organization, so I'm excited to see them. And um, yeah, it's it's L.A. It's it's Southern California, man. And The SoCal. weather's gonna be great.
0: So exactly, I mean, I think it's like 87 degrees. It's gonna kick off. Not like it'll matter. We'll be in the dome. I think that's all going to come down to stopping Justin Herbert and Eric Kendricks, the linebackers, mm-hmm. every single player on this Vikings defense is gonna to have to take account in slowing that guy down. He's a young guy that can make every single throw. And for a team that throws 65% of the ball, how much pressure does that put on linebackers?
1: You know, they are they are an extension of the secondary. Um, that's why it's a tough position to play because you're so involved in the run game, but you're very involved in the passing game as well. <laughs> and and especially for them, that they they do incorporate their tight ends a lot. You know, they, they have two big wide receivers. I think everybody understands that with, with Allen and Williams. But I think the secret to Justin Herbert's sauce here is that he does a great job ball distribution-wise. He throws the ball around, and you just can't get a beat on exactly where he's, where he's looking. So uh, the linebackers have to be on point with, with tight end coverage, with, with Eckler and the running backs out of the backfield, because they're going to find ways to get those guys open, too.
0: The good thing that they do is simplify it for Justin Herbert. They give him mm-hmm. a certain amount of plays and say, hey, if it's this coverage, look to the right discovers look to the left and it slows the game down for him either he's doing that or he's running he's throwing it to the left or running he doesn't go through all of his progression because he just wants to make a play and then get mm-hmm. out of there so I think that bodes well for a veteran cornerback and I know I'm in the minority on this but a veteran cornerback in Bashar Breland a guy who does well against a short short to mid game a guy who can break on routes um that come across the middle, or it's like a hitch route or a comeback. Like he's a he's a greedy cornerback. He's seen it before. Oh, a three step drop, I'm jumping this route. He's yeah. not going to uh, double move him right here. So I I, I personally think Rashad Breeland will have a day. I think he'll get an interception on Sunday. Like I said, I know I'm in the minority.
1: That's I, but I, I hope I, you're right. I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I'm not I'm not going to disparage your your take there because I he needs to have a good game, right? You know, the, the corners need to have a good game. Mm-hmm. The safeties. Um, they need to stay true and stay home to, the, to their deep landmarks if that's what's called for them. Because you know, they, do, they do a nice job of, of getting Herbert outside the pocket on yep. some design stuff. Um, but there is a, still a considerable amount of just true drop back where mm-hmm. he's not turning his back on play action. He's, he's, he's surveying the field very quickly. The ball might come out quick, but there's still some deep complementary routes behind it. And so if he doesn't like what he sees and he he feels like he's got protection, he can launch that ball down there. Just like mm-hmm. you're saying, he can make every throw. Yep. So safeties, you know, they have to be deeper than the deepest. So hopefully yep. they have good games too.
0: <laughs> Matchup to watch.
1: It's going to be Eckler versus everybody, you know. <laughs> and, and And the thing is, I say that because... He, I don't, you know, we don't know the coverages and all that stuff. Is it always going to be Kendrick's lined up on him? You know, is it always going to be a safety lineup? We we don't know. I'm looking at how do we minimize Eckler in the passing game? He does not, to me, pose, and I hope I don't jinx myself or jinx the team, but he does not pose a threat to me in the run game. Mm. They're going to use it a little bit to keep you honest but they really want to get him out in space in the passing game. So it's kind of Eckler versus everybody in the passing game.
0: I like that. Um, I'm going to go other side of the ball. I'm going to go our offensive line versus their defensive line. They are the worst run defense in the NFL, and we already know Limbaugh-Joseph, he's going to come with some extra juice. I think we can counter that mm-hmm. with their D-line that likes to hold up their offensive linemen or their the interior guards to not let them run the ball or let the running backs run free in the background. Mm-hmm. I don't think they've seen a running back in Dalvin Cook to be able to gash a defense the way he does. So they've given up 80 yards on the ground to a rusher five times this year. So it's not, it's not, it doesn't seem far fetched. It's just the fact of like going out there and executing. Yeah. And we know when we run the ball effectively, that opens up the pass. Um, So I, it, it starts in the trenches, it starts in the yeah. trenches like every game, but for sure this game.
1: They are absolutely susceptible to the run. And I do think that you're right. Um, you know those guys in the interior, our guard center guards, they have to be great. Um, and I, I think that Dalvin and the running backs, they can hit these guys. They can mm-hmm. gash them inside. Quick hitting stuff mm-hmm. on the inside, um, you can really hurt this defense. Now, if, if you're asking me, like, you know, we've talked matchups, and I think Eckler is is a is a matchup that we got to watch out for. I'm going to go with the young cat on defense and Kenny Willikus. Mm. You know, I think that he is going to start gaining some confidence he got downgraded in the draft mm-hmm. because when you watch his tape at michigan state you just see this tasmanian devil yep and he's constant energy all the time and you're like well his production's just because he's got a relentless motor
0: that helps it, a lot
1: isn't that a skill set yeah. you know <laughs> and, and people dogged him you're like well he's not very athletic and i'm like his relentless motor uh his never die attitude in this confidence that he gained last week that he mm-hmm. just proved to himself. Well, I don't know if he proved himself. himself. To me, he proved to me that he can play at this level. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to take another step in, so. week, in, in, in the second week where he's going to be on the field a lot. I think he's going to take another, another step against the Los Angeles Chargers. And I think he's going to have a big game.
0: Yeah, you you can't coach a dog mentality. You can't. Like you, you can coach skill. You can coach want to. But a guy that just has that it factor, yeah, like you you can't coach that. And Kenny Willikas has that. Now it's just putting that technique with it, and if it all comes together, this this guy can be special. He may. I mean, he's a, a low round. I think a seventh round draft pick for a reason. Mm-hmm. Not many people believed in him. He's got a guy, Andre Patterson, now one of the best defensive yeah. line coaches in the NFL coaching him and it's starting to show in the film. I'm gonna get out of here with this. I'm gonna say if we win the third quarter on Sunday, we will win this game. Like granted, you gotta put together a full game, but this is a team that's been outscored 62 to 23 in the third quarter all season. This is Mm -hmm. a five and three team, but they still can't figure it out Mm -hmm. as far as like coming out of the half. I think whoever wins that third quarter will win this game because I think the first half will be a, a tight contest, a chess match per se, come out that third quarter swinging. I think one I think the Chargers will, will 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 give up on their on their shield and, and go out if you come out strong and, and then finish them strong.
1: Yeah, well I I'm excited to see if this offense can do what they haven't done all season. That's yeah. when that's when not only the third quarter, but win the whole second half. You mm-hmm. know, come out, come out with the same juice and, and make those adjustments that I think other teams are making on us. Mm-hmm. You know, can we go in halftime and can we go on the bench in the third quarter and can we make those adjustments and play as aggressively as we would we tend to do in the first quarter. You know, can we do that and replicate what we do then in the the second half remains to be seen.
0: Remains to be seen. But what has already been seen is episode number 10 of The Audible. You and myself, Eric Kendricks, it's been a pleasure as always. Uh, Vikings fans, thank you for tuning in to another edition. Make sure you stay tuned to Vikings.com and following us on all of our social media platforms for the most up-to-date coverage of the team. For Ben Lieber, my name is Gabe Henderson. This was The Audible presented by Verizon.
1: Thank you all for joining us on this week's episode of The Audible. The Audible is presented by Verizon with 5G built right for the Vikings. Minnesota can scream, stream, and share every play in Verizon 5G quality.